0: Look, it's so important to show people that they're valued, right? You can say it, and that's more than what some of us get, right? But to show people, I mean, whether it's your kids, your, your employers, your employees, your spouse. Um, so important. If we just bring the, the mic down a little bit. Yes. Um, so important to do that. So, hey, I'm excited today. And part of the excitement is that we just got all these like cool new, new people but old friends kind of thing. It's really kind of bizarre. For those of you uh, who are her guests, um, we've been on a sermon series called Holy Principles, Holy Land. About five of us, six of us, something like that, went out to uh, Israel in the beginning of the summer on tour. There were some principles that the land and the nation of Israel teaches us. And uh, we've been doing a sermon series out of that, and what's really cool, and I, I really think the Lord is on something, because the first sermon of that, we had Zeke and Elizabeth here, and same with Dwight. Now, Dwight's from California, Zeke and Elizabeth are from Texas, but they were here the first of the sermon series. And today is the last one of the sermon series, and now they're back here again, you know. And there's something to it. Like, this, this is kind of bizarre. Uh, and so that's what we got going on. <clears throat> and so today will be the last one. Um, I'm sure we could probably dig up some more, but it's, it's time to move on to another concept. So um, let's open up to uh, the book of Proverbs, chapter 16. While you're, while you're doing that, let's just go before the Lord in prayer. Yes, Lord, we just thank you for... for having us be led by the Spirit, and we just ask that you continue to lead us and to lead me. We just want to obey what you're doing and engage your presence and minister to you. Amen. Proverbs 16, verse 9. Here we go. A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Read that again. Man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. I I really love this verse. I think it's a very beautiful verse. And one of the reasons why I love it so much is when I think about it, it it really must astound theologians. The whole free will, predestination. Like, is God completely in control? But if we have free will, how can He be completely in control? And this, that, and the other thing. And it's like so Western... Uh, but in the Hebraic mind, it's, hey, it's this. A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. It's both. They able to work together. Now, that confounds a lot of us if you're not of this type of mindset. But can you believe it? It actually is possible. See, God has a sovereign plan, or maybe I should say a path, a sovereign path to your life. You've been redeemed by Him. You've been purchased by His blood. And once this happens, we're on a path. We're on a path. We're on a journey that we get to have partnership with Him in. This is something that we, we sometimes forget. I mean, God made... the. The earth, he made the Garden of Eden, he made Adam and Eve, and he told Adam and Eve to have stewardship over the garden and have stewardship over the animals. Like, he wants us to partner with him, and it's really a lot of what Jose was talking about during time and offering is like to partner with God. People forget that. They either think it's all on me or it's all on God, but there's actually a partnership that is going on. And even in the path of your life, he is there partnering with you and showing you the way, although you're choosing your steps. It's very, very bizarre and mysterious, but it's so God. So everyone on earth and every place, I believe this is significant for what God is doing today, Philadelphia, Bristol, Bucks County, everyone and every place has a sovereign plan. A sovereign trajectory that the Lord has placed them on to a destination. Like, he has a storybook, a story for your life, where he wants you to end up. He has a story and a heartbeat for what he wants Philadelphia to be, what he wants Bristol to be. It's in his heart. It's in his mind. It is a trajectory. It is a path that Philadelphia is on, and it's a path that you are on. Amen? Amen. So, today's sermon series, the last of it is this. You are on the path. You are on the path. You don't have to find a path. You don't have to find a destination. You you are on a path. You've accepted Messiah into your heart. You're on a good path. If you haven't accepted Messiah in your heart, you're not on so good of a path. But everyone and everything is on a path. And as a believer, sometimes we feel like we just got lost. Sometimes we don't quite understand the path. Like, where's my life going? I got saved, redeemed, and my life doesn't really seem to be going where I thought it was going to be. But I'm here to encourage you in this. (laughs) A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. I may be lost sometimes, don't understand the path, but that's okay. Because who's, who's orchestrating the path? Who's orchestrating the steps? He is. He is. And so sometimes when we're a little unsure of what's going on in life and the path and the journey and the spiritual journey that we're on, all you got to do is look down at the road and realize that you're on the road and you're on the path. I may be like, wear up, just look, I'm on the path. I'm on the path towards righteousness. I'm on the path towards eternity. I'm on the path of what the Lord is doing in my life. Amen. So there's a path. They're on. Now, as I was saying about the city, is this? Philadelphia as a geographical place, the congregation, the church at large, and you, all, all three of these things. Which really encompasses you, right? It's you, it's it's the corporate body, the church, the church in Bristol, the the congregation of the Lord around planet Earth, and Philadelphia itself, that we all have a path that we're on, and it's spiritual destiny. For example, the church, the bride of Messiah. Like, people forget sometimes, he is coming back for his bride. Amen. Like, he's coming back for us, for the corporate congregation, Kehilat, Ecclesia, church, whatever. He's coming back for us, man. Woo! Like, talk about a path and a destiny. He's coming to be symbolically wed to us, and we are going to judge nations with him. Believe it, And you're a part of that and it's a part of you Amen. and you're a part of Philadelphia slash Bristol and Philadelphia slash Bristol is a part of you Come on. like what we have here is this is this is this guys if we take a look at your DNA your physical biological DNA there are people here from Cuba Spain Africa Norway Sweden Ireland the Philippines Germany Czechoslovakia Italy India Mexico, France, Russia, like all of planet Earth is essentially represented in this little town right here. Wow. I mean, there's a lot of people of different backgrounds that are here. And I'm telling you that the Lord has sovereignly placed you in Philadelphia. Amen. Come on, Dave. And then therefore, the spiritual path of you is deeply connected with the spiritual path of Philadelphia, and the spiritual path of Philadelphia is deeply connected to you, because you're here, and the path the Lord has for you in eternity, becoming the bride of Messiah, deeply impacts the places where you place your feet, but you're not in India right now, you're not in Russia right now, you're not in Norway or Sweden or Germany or wherever your family roots are from, you are There's a path. There's a purpose to your life. Philadelphia's purpose impacts you, and you impact Philadelphia. Why? Let your kingdom come. We are here to transform lives, people. Yes, we are here to worship and to pray and to enthrone, enthrone the Lord in praises, Absolutely. But we have a great commission, right, to go out, share the gospel, and proclaim the kingdom and the gospel. And the, king, the kingdom of God is made up of lives, and many lives make up a city. So our path, and our destiny, if you will, is in part to transform lives, <clears throat> and many lives make up a city. So we're here to help transform cities Come on, man. and areas. And principalities and regions, Come on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, part of your path, part of your destiny. Glory, you're placed here, oh, God, God. not in Australia, not Myanmar, oh, here. Yeah, yes. And so, when we're here, it's our job to place our feet in places to proclaim the goodness of the Lord. Come on. That's part of. Proverbs sixteen nine. a man's heart plans his way but the Lord directs his steps my plan of my heart was to live in Israel but the Lord brought me to this place and brought my steps here and when I'm here, I'm going to proclaim the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, amen? come on you're not just living anywhere you're living here and one day if you move somewhere else you're not living just anywhere you're living there, wherever you place your feet it's part of the spiritual and sovereign destiny to your life And I'm telling you, Philadelphia has such a deep, deep spiritual well for the nation. Philadelphia, from Revelation, the city of brotherly love. Pennsylvania, the keystone state. The keystone is that trapezoid that's on top of an arch that locks the arch together. If You don't know what a keystone is. Have you seen the old architecture? The very top of the arch is this stone that, boom! Take the Keystone out, the building crumbles. Keystone State, man. I mean, we have to get Jamie up here sometime to talk about the Covenant of William Penn and the long, beautiful history of what's going on, you know? But Philadelphia's got this history, man. I mean, it's the place, right? Independence Hall. It's a place where the Declaration of Independence was signed. It's a place of Declaration of Revolution of going up against the spirit of tyranny, the spirit of coercion, the spirit of force, the spirit of the age, the spirit of hierarchy. It's a place, come on, where it's written all men are created equal. Why? Because they're endowed by a creator. Because I'm made in the image of God. And so are you. Tenned. right down the street. And that wasn't enough. So they forged the bell, the liberty bell. And forged on the liberty bell is Leviticus 25, verse 10. Proclaim to the land itself. Proclaim what? Proclaim liberty to the land and to all the inhabitants thereof. Leviticus 25, 10. That has been ringing or has been there in the Philadelphia, since I forget the date, but Leviticus 25.10, I am telling you people that Philadelphia has a sovereign plan. God has a sovereign plan for Philadelphia, slash Bristol, this region of America. And then therefore, there's a sovereign plan placed on your life because you are living here. And that sovereign plan is for liberty to resound in the streets again. But for liberty to resound, someone must proclaim Proclaim. Come on, this is part of your spiritual destiny. Yes, ma'am. Now here's the thing. Let's let's take a look at this through a, through a little bit of history, because you know I'm a history teacher. <laughs> sovereign sovereign wills of God, purposes, plans, paths through life. I don't know what my path is. Look down at your feet. You're on the road. The Lord is directing you. Don't worry. Don't worry. But I don't see it yet. It's okay. Don't worry. But my family isn't completely saved yet. Don't worry. You're on the path. Come on, That's good, bro. That's good. I'm on the path. You'll get there because I'm on the path because I'm redeemed, and we're all here. So then, therefore, there's a voice. Come on. Is there more than 10 people in Philadelphia that call upon the name of the Lord? Yes. Come on. Is there more than 20 people? Yes. Come on. Is there more than 30? Is there more than 40? Yes. Come on. If, God, if Abraham can make a petition to God for 10 or 20, come on. We have thousands of people who declare the goodness of the Lord in Philadelphia. Yes. Come on. So we can say, Lord, have mercy. Yes. And liberty resound in the streets again. Yes. Amen. Yes. But you see, the, the path, Sometimes people, you, me, us, the people of a nation, people of Philadelphia, I mean, Israel itself in the scriptures, sometimes you get a little lost, you're a little concerned, a little distrustful, a little degraded on what what path am I on? Like, what, what does the Lord really have for my life? I mean, I just work nine to five and do my thing. Like, sometimes we get into this little, there's no word for it. It's just a sound effect. That's, that's it. You get it? Like, I'm just feeling a little. Now, the year, that year for America was the year 1976. 1976 no 1976 good we're getting it the day year was 19 19 1976. 1976 why there's so much going on i'm going to spare you my 1970s jimmy carter you know uh presidential campaign uh shtick jess and jonathan could fill you in on that at the cafe If they remember, but what we have here is 1976. It's a bad year. Most of you were alive. Some of you were kids. Some of you—it's a funky year. Why? It's—it's—it's a capstone. I mean, we're coming out of a bunch of things. What are we coming out of? We're coming out of Vietnam War, not too uh, earlier, right? People are like, "What? Why did we go to war? What was the purpose? Like, 50,000 Americans killed, two million Cambodians, one million Vietnamese killed." She's like, "What are we doing? What? Like, what? What happened?" Like, it kind of got away, and fine, we're defeating communism, but there's so much death, and, you know, there's Agent Orange Syndrome, and all that kind of stuff, and PTSD that people were first engaging with, like, what is this stuff, right? There's all of this going on, and people are like, well, we're fighting for noble reasons to stop communism, but you guys know who grew up in the 70s, but the country's torn in half. Pro-war, anti-war, in between, all that kind of stuff. Then make the com- complications worse. Worse, you got Richard Nixon uh, like right, right around there at the same time. Uh, the Watergate scandal, corruption. People are like, the government is lying to us. Like, what's the point? What's the matter? Why vote if the government isn't really obeying laws? And then he can get par- Then he got pardoned by 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 Gerald Ford. And people are like, man, even the government is looking out for the government. What is this "we the people" stuff? And it's just just that to make it worse. Uh, You have a a horrible economy that's going on. Unemployment rate, 8.5%. Right now, is like barely four. It was like three-something right now, right? Goes up to 8.5%. Now, uh, unemployment, 8.5% is is bad, but it's not even as bad as uh, the stock market crash of 2008. I think by 2011, the United States was back up to, what, like 13 14% or something like that. That was just 10 years ago. But what makes it so bad is inflation. Inflation in 1976 was 12.4%. Which means every year your money becomes 12.4% poorer. So you have 100 bucks in the bank this year. Next year you now actually only have uh, $88 of purchasing power. And the next year it's gonna be like 70 something. And it, it just, the money becomes worthless. Not only is the money worthless, you don't have a job to have money. So it's a double problem called stagflation. Horrible, horrible situation that's going on. Horrible situation. Uh, I think when my parents went to go uh, try to get a house, and by 1979, 1980, um, interest rates on homes, I think they said it was about 14 15%. Mine's at 3.75. I have a, a mortgage for 3.75, I think, or 4, whatever it is, right? Um, Mine's 3. 3? or something? So in 1979, 1980, like 14%, 15%. Sixteen even? See, so some of the folks that were around at that point buying homes, you know, I mean, we're talking bad. Oh, how can I forget? the an oil embargo. Gasoline prices quadruple in one year. That's like gas going today from three bucks next year, 12 bucks. A quadrupling of, of, there's gas shortages. On even days. Day. On even days. Different license plate numbers. Like, cons- It's bad. It's bad. It's not bad, it's... Wow. Now, it's 1976. Now, what really stinks here is... This is what really stinks. It's 1976. You're like, well, no, no, it's 1776. No, it's 1976. It's the bicentennial of America. It's the 200th birthday of the most awesome, unbelievable human experiment on planet Earth. Democracy. Freedom of religion. Freedom of speech. Because we are, thank you, because we are made in the image of God. And we want to be excited, man. We want, it's the 200th birthday. Like, you don't understand, at the forging of the country, everyone is thinking there is no way that this silly little colonial republic is going to last a year, let alone 200 years. And after 200 years, we're here, but we're like, ugh. The actual term of, is malaise. Apathy, not caring, voter turnout is like ridiculously low. People are just like, whatever, who cares? Why? It's because of this. I want to connect it to this. We want to be excited about life, but it is hard because we, Americans, in 1976, questioned the path, questioned the destiny of a people. Why are we here? What's the purpose? Ah, democracy, rulership, multicultural, multi ethnicities, people ruling themselves, a powerful nation. What's our place in the world? We questioned. We questioned what it meant to be an American, and the purpose of our dreams and our hopes and our ambitions. I'm saying this because, and I'm trying to make this connection because having a path is so important. And the only thing that is more important than having a path is knowing that you have a path. Wow. And knowing that you're on a destiny. And if you get lost in it, just look down and you're like, I'm on it. And in 1976, Americans forgot the destiny and the path that God had placed us. But never fear, God works in very unique ways. Very, very unique ways. In 1976 a movie comes out. It was written in 3.5 days. The budget was $1 million. The return on that sowing and reaping was $225 million return. The series itself is over $1 $1 billion in revenue. Hit the video, please. Strike it! Best parts coming up right here. Takes off. I can now retire because I successfully implemented a scene from Rocky into a sermon. Yeah. Come on, a $1 million sewing of investment, a $225 million return immediately, over $1 billion in sales. Why in 1976 would people be like, I'm going to fork over my money to go see a movie when there's 12.5% inflation and I don't have a job? Why such a return? All of it. Because it's bicentennial. It's 1976. And this movie speaks. This movie speaks to the essence of what it means to be an American. This movie and the series of films in the entire grouping speaks to the essence of what it means to be an American. And I believe spiritually... What it means to be on the path as a believer. You see, we live in Philadelphia, and this movie in, in, in captures the spirit of Philadelphia. And it needs to be a spirit that reigns inside of you again. It's got to dictate your path. And it's a city, and it's a zeitgeist, and it's a feeling, and it's a mentality in the spirit of this. A city and a people that doesn't Ever give up. It doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down in life, you get back up. Because you're an American, because you're a Philadelphian, and most importantly because you are a son and daughter of the Most High God on the path of righteousness into eternity. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life, It doesn't matter what you see or what you don't see. It doesn't matter because you're on the path and the destination is inevitable. And in 1976, we didn't quite have this. But this is what it means to be a believer. 2 Corinthians 4, 8. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Yeshua Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Yeshua Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So then death is working on us, but life in you. Come on, we're beaten back, but we're not crushed. Because when you get knocked down, you just get back up. Even unto death, because you're already dead, right? Raised in Him in heavenly places. Now, it's time for us to get this. And it's time for us to proclaim this to Philadelphia. It's time for us to dig deep into our roots. This is the city of the Liberty Bell. This is the city where a nation came together and declared independence. It is the city where political independence was forged for a nation. For a nation. And it's time for us to arise and proclaim a new liberty of spiritual liberty to be forged in you, in your family, in your city, and in your nation Amen. because it's not going to come from anywhere else except for here because we're tapping into the deep wells of this nation Amen. it can't with all due respect it can't happen in Los Angeles It can't happen in San Francisco from San Francisco you get hippies but from Philadelphia you get spiritual liberty from Nashville you get country music but from the Philadelphia you get the most beautifully articulated words that have ever been written in the English language we hold these truths, right? We self evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by the Creator with certain inalienable rights, among them being life, liberty, and superhappiness. happiness. When anyone in any government goes against these norms, it is our right and our duty to cast them away, to, to break those bonds. Come on! And so look, this is where it has to happen, and this is where it will happen, because it's the destiny of Philadelphia. And I'm telling you, that's why people are moving here. That's why people are moving from the beauty of Texas and are coming up here saying, this is the place I want to be because the Lord is doing something in our region. And that's why it's just going to grow. And that's why it's going to catch a flame because it's the spirit of Rocky Balboa. It's the spirit of Philadelphia. It's the spirit of Christ. It's the spirit of you get knocked down, you get back up, and you go the 15 rounds. And you win. Come on, Because it's your destiny. It's destiny. It's destiny. Rocky Balboa was born the champ. He didn't have to become the champ. He already was. He was already forged inside of his being. He's already forged the meat locker. when he Right? You know what I'm talking about. Look, you may not see the victory. And Josh, if you can come on down. You may not see the victory yet. That's okay. It's okay because you're on the path. And the path will take you where you want to go. What path are you on? And it will take you to where you want to go. So I was led this week uh, to just prophetically do something. And I bought an authentic, original 1976 Bicentennial flag. And we're going to hang it right there as a sign and a testimony that Philadelphia's time is still now. That the time for you is now. The time for liberty and proclaiming and forging Ah, spiritual independence for you, your family, your nation, and your city is now. You're going to flip it around and put it on the eyelets up there, please. When we walk and we see this, let it be a testimony, a prophetic testimony, a prophetic act. The days of apathy, the days of, the days of malaise are over in your life, in your life, in my life, in Philadelphia's life. Amen? Come on. Can I get like a witness or something here? Come on. We are charting prophetic things right now. God is doing something. And I proclaim right now, let the spirit of 1776 arise right now. It's got to arise. And that's why I wanted to change worship because I want to have some time to pray after. Praying into that. So we're not quite done yet. Sorry, the path will take you where you want to go, but let's let's pull it back a little bit. Let's pull it back from Philadelphia and let's let's speak to you because Philadelphia is not going to get changed or transformed until you get transformed. Come on, that's good. Right? Like everyone wants to talk about the city. Everyone wants to talk about the world. Let me tell you something. Work on this, and then it goes out. It's not out in. It's always in out. Always in out. Out in is religion. In out is spirit. Get this right, and everywhere you go will be transformed. That's why Jesus is able to walk, the way he walked. That's why Peter and Paul, or rather Peter, when his shadow cast people, they are raised from the dead because they were transformed from within. And so the question here is: All right, you got a path. The path will take you where you want to go. Where do you want to go? This, you're not going to like You're not going to like this. Where do you want to go? You got to ask yourself the answer to that question. I want to start just plain Jane, non spiritual. If in your natural world, if you want to be more educated, you need to go to school of some sort. Doesn't have to be classical college. But if you want to be more educated in in, in the crafts and the skills and all that kind of stuff, you need training. You don't just wake up one day and be like, yeah, I'm a carpenter. No, you're not. (laughs) Right? Where do you want to go, dude? Where do you want to go in your life? Do you want to be a fit, healthy 80-plus-year-old? Or do you want to not be a fit, healthy 80-plus-year-old? Do you want to be a fit, healthy... 30 or 40 or 50 plus year old, or not? Where do you want to go? You make the decision right now, not tomorrow. Not next week, now. No, 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 just until tomorrow, no. One more time, no. You choose now. Where do you want to go? By not making a decision, you've made a decision. You must always, daily, make a decision. By not making a decision, you've already made a decision. It's the decision of laziness. It's the decision of apathy. It's the decision of whatever will be, will be. It's time to get ownership. You know, control ownership over all things. Arete, if you remember that sermon series. Body, mind, spirit, soul. The whole thing. Where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? Make the decision. And then go for it. And it's a process. In the natural it's a process. And in the spirit it's a process. That's the whole point of being on the path. You just got to get on the path. It's okay if you're not at the destination yet. It's okay. Just get on the path. Because the path will, will lead you there. Just get on the path. So many people are nervous just to get on the path. Just get on the path. It's going to take you there. It's going to take you there. You know what I'm saying? 2 Corinthians. Again, 3.18. Different section here. But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed to the same image. From glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. I'm going to say this again. As a mirror of the glory of the Lord, we are being transformed into the same image. What a beautiful, beautiful piece here. We are being transformed into God's image. That's the destiny. God's image. But what's beautiful here, it says being transformed. If you're being transformed... It means there's an action. It means that there's a constant action. It doesn't stop. Being is a present participle. It continues. It keeps going on and on. It's not one and done. It's not like he just fixes me and it's over. It's a continual steadfastness of spirit day in and day out to be transformed into his image. It's, It's a saying of, look, I am not there yet. It's okay. Because when you get knocked down, you get back up. For I am on the path, I am not so much concerned about the destination, I'll get there. Because I'm being transformed, which is a constant action. Being transformed, it's daily, daily, daily. Well, let's take a look at this, 1 John 3. Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when he appears we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is. Holy cow, I'm telling you, if you get this in your spirit, I can hear the enemy defeated. Come on, man. I can hear the enemy defeated when you grab this. Because this is putting away all guilt. Who is the accuser of the brethren? The enemy. This puts away all guilt. Your transformation is inevitable. It means it must happen and it will happen. It definitely will happen. It is the law of the blood of Jesus. In fact, John is saying the transformation is so amazing. I'm not yelling, am I? I'm just excited. I, it's so amazing that he, John, says what we will be has not even appeared yet. It is so glorious. It is so pure. It is so amazing that we don't have words or minds to even process the beauty of what we will appear to be. Because it's simply this. What will you appear to be? We shall be like him. It is inevitable. Don't worry about what you got to do. How much sin you got to take back. How much prayer you have to do. How much worship you have to do. Just let go. Get on the path. I'm on the path of righteousness' sake, and I know I will be transformed. Because it is inevitable. It is a law that is sealed and written and delivered by the blood of Jesus. We shall see him as he is. Even the disciples have yet to see him as he really is really enthroned in majesty. The destination, the transformation, is inevitable. You are on the path, and you will get there, so be transformed. So the first question is here, where do you want to go? Where do you really want to go, man? Do you really want to be transformed in the image of Messiah? Oh, a lot's got to go. A lot will go. A lot's going to fall off. (laughs) A lot. There may be people that maybe don't like you as much. There may be people that don't want to associate you with as much. You know, come on. You know, right? You know. Do you really want to be transformed? You know how good it feels to be right all the time? You know how good it feels to hold on to ownership with with my wife, with my kids, with my friends? I'm right. I'm right. Look, I showed you. Come on, that's not Jesus. That's all. All that stuff's going to go. All that's going to go, and it's all going to be burned up. And you're going to be like, oh, I'm going to so sow into kingdom places. But I want an in-ground swing pool. I want you to so sow into the kingdom. All right. So where do you really want to go? Fine, we can make it all spiritual, but I want to be practical too. What about your own life? How much money do you want to make? That's good. Nick. What do you want to do for a living? What kind of person do you want to be? It's good. Huh? By not making a decision, you've made a decision. Write it down, chart a path, this is my life, this is where I'm going, this is where I want to be, honey, kids, friends, hold me accountable, this is where I'm going, come on, take spiritual things and make them practical, make them, they work hand in hand, amen, how are you transferred, oh, that's cool, and do not be confronted, or sorry, and do not be conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Simple. How do you be transformed? By the renewal of your mind. Here is the beauty of it. Being transformed means something transforms me. I don't transform me. God help me. I don't transform me. I am being transformed. Which means someone or something is transforming. The someone is Jesus and the something is the Holy Ghost. He is transforming me. Okay, that's great, green uncle. But, you know, I'm not being transformed. I get it. Because you need to allow, allow. Allow your mind to be transformed. That's how it happens. The transformation does not begin here. It's here. The battle is in the mind. I want to be transformed. Well, you're a man. You're always going to sin. Mind, no. You're the righteousness of God. Sin has been put to death. You've been crucified in Him. But I'm never going to make enough money. Whoa, whoa. You're the head, not the tail. You're the lender, not the borrower. I'm here to prosper you. But I'm never gonna have enough money. Oh, King David says, right? I've been young, I've been, I've been, I've been old, I've been young and now I'm old, and I've never seen the righteous forsaken for bread. You gotta get it in your mind. Holy Spirit downloaded my mind the renewal of my mind of who I really am in you. And then the transformation begins to happen. By reading his word, by all of this stuff. You get what I'm saying? Next piece here, I want to get the worship team to come on down. Or uh, Dwight if he's here. Is he here? Cool. So there's a transformation that happens by the renewing of your mind. By getting it in here. By getting it in here. By getting it in here. That's where this transformation takes place. That's how you, you get on the path, and that's, that's the renewal of the mind where you feel like you're off the path of, of what God is doing. You're like, no, the Lord directs my path, my steps. I got it. I'm here. I'm on it. I'm being transformed daily, bit by bit. But it really, another way that, that gets transformed through this renewal of the mind is wrestling with God. That's good. It's a wrestling match. Every single day and every single moment, I'm telling you right now, just, I'm just flat out, this is the way it is. There is always a wrestling match between the spirit of the world and the spirit of Messiah. There's a wrestling match all the time. Even now, where I'm like, this is getting a little long. I should end it. Because I'm getting a little hungry. And No, the spirit of the, of the Lord is saying, finish the message in prayer and intercede for Philadelphia. It, there's always a wrestling match. Always, Constant. Until it's beaten back. And that's Jacob wrestling with God. Jacob, deceiver, one who grabs the heel. Wrestles with God and he gets a new name. His name is Israel. Israel, prince of God. The one who bears the inheritance. Jacob does not bear the inheritance. Israel does. They're the same person but there needs to be a name change. And he gets a name change when he's on the path of wrestling with God. You're okay, fine, this is really theological, flowery language. Let me just keep it real with you. It's this. To wrestle with God is to submit. And in submission, you are transformed. Alan or Brandon, you know what I'm talking about. When you submit, you're transformed. It's the place of transformation. And we need to be on this path, and we need to submit our mind to what God says about you but I don't see it yet, I don't feel it yet. It doesn't matter if you feel it or not. It doesn't matter if you see it or not because what is real is not more, good, what you see is not more real than what is true. It doesn't matter what I feel, it matters what God says. It doesn't matter what I see, it matters what God says. And if you begin to submit your your mind to what God says about you, you're going to see yourself transformed on the path of righteousness. What is this transformation? We're closing up soon. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Something transforms me by my mind. Well, the the Greek word transform there is a metamorphosis. Metamorphosis. A complete change. It's not a partial change. It's a complete change into a new creation. And one day the caterpillar doesn't just wake up and is a butterfly. It's a process. Trust the process. Let's get real Philadelphia here, right? It's a process. Transformation. Daily. Bit by bit. Bit by bit. Bit by bit. I asked you this question. Why does, and Josh, don't answer this. Why does a caterpillar change into a butterfly? It's DNA? Destiny? Destiny. DNA, okay. Mario? (coughs) What, What did you say? I don't know the spiritual answer. I mean, I don't know the the, the, the scientific answer. I know the spiritual answer. It's very simple. Why does a caterpillar change into a butterfly? Because he is a butterfly. He's not a caterpillar. That's why he changes. He's not a caterpillar. He is a butterfly. The caterpillar is the old man. The butterfly is who and what God already sees you as. He doesn't see me as a worm. He doesn't see me as a caterpillar. He sees me as the butterfly into the creation that he has called me to be. And so let's make this spiritual here. How do you get transformed? It's simple. You just know that this is who you are. And you set your eyes on that destiny. Hopefully some of this is coming back to you from past messages. The butterfly, he was designed to change, just like you are designed to change. He is on the path to change. He doesn't question it. Well, I'm not a good enough caterpillar. I've got too many family problems in my little caterpillar hive. He doesn't question it. He just submits to the reality of God's nature on his life. And it's the same thing with us. Amen? Amen. So we're going to change. It. We're going to just close up the sermon series right here. These are some of the things that we've been talking about. I just want to see how this all comes together. The last several weeks of sermon series titles. Go back and listen to them if you like. What you see is not more real than what is true. What you value, you have access to. Who you are, not what you do. Control extinguishes the spirit. And the law of sowing and reaping. Some of you will appreciate this, you teachers out there. All of those concepts were built into the message today. All. What you see is not more real than what is true. This is the concept of where do you want to go. Where do you want to go in your life? I don't see an educated person. I don't see a financially grounded person. I don't see a physically fit person. That's what you see. But it's not what's true. Where do you want to go? You make the decision, and then you go on that course. What you value, you have access to. Do you value the reality of the godly, sovereign plan of your life to be transformed into His image daily, becoming Him? Who you are, not what you do. You're a butterfly. That's what you are. You are a son and daughter of God. You are the righteousness of God. Control extinguishes the spirit. This is the concept that you need to submit your mind. You're going to submit your mind, allow your mind to be renewed. And the law of sowing and reaping is what you will become. What are you going to sow into? So while we stand, we're going to get into a little time of prayer and worship for the city. 1776, the spirit of liberty. And now a new forge, a new furnace of spiritual liberty needs to occur. Philly will not give up on its calling, and it will never give in. And neither should you. When I was going over this, I was reminded about certain struggles and difficulties in my life. And I was was reminded of the great Sir Winston Churchill. 1941, World War II, America's not even involved yet, they are the end of the end. The Nazis are coming, they're bombarding London, and Churchill stands up in Parliament, the darkest of hours, He says, we shall fight in France, we shall fight in the beaches, we shall fight on the landing grounds, we shall fight in the streets. We shall defend our island, whatever the cost may be. We will never surrender. Woo! And later on, he gives another epic speech. I just feel like we just need to get this in our bones to see the transformation in your life. That spirit of like Rocky Balboa, and it's this. Never give in. Never, 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 in nothing, great or small, large or petty, never give in, except to convictions of honor and good sense. Never yield to force, never yield to the apparently overwhelming might of the enemy. Now you take this and you put some spiritual things on this, we can never give in. We're here to be a bastion of light into the area and to our families. I'm not going to give in and just believe I'm a caterpillar. I know I'm destined to be a butterfly, to be transformed into the image of Messiah. So worship team, you, why don't me, want me start rocking it out? I'm just going to start praying as you're, as you're playing. Just play whatever worship song is on your heart. We just want a little time of just worship and seal the deal in prayer. Come on. Come on. We're just going to pray right now. Just feel free to just let loose. We got a couple minutes left of service. We're still like a half hour early, but we'll finish up in a couple minutes. Let's just sow the Spirit right now. Let's just pray into principalities and, 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 and issues that are over the region. Let's pray right now for for liberty, proclaiming liberty. Come on. Let the spirit of liberty be forged again in Philadelphia. Right now we just pray, spirit of liberty be forged. The path of transformation. that it occur in our lives right now. The path of transformation arise in us right now. To desire transformation. To enjoy the becoming. Yes, you reign in Philadelphia. Never give up. We never give up. We never give in. Yes, yes. mindful of time But I want to open up the microphone for people just to pray for Philadelphia for Bristol For your family. We're just going to do this for a couple minutes And we'll just dismiss people to the cafe and anyone who wants to stay behind and, and, and worship that's cool But I want to be able to do this as a corporate body So I'm just gonna open up the microphone if you wanna pray, pray for the paths of righteousness, for the path of the destiny on your life and your family's life and the region's life, to intercede on behalf of the city that, a, that, a, that liberty would be forged again. Spiritual liberty would be forged in the land. So we'll open up the mic. And Mike will be up here. Father, we ask you today for Philadelphia, God. Father, that
1: once again you would raise up a revolutionary people. Yes. Our city, God, just like in, the, in 1776, you would raise up a great company that would see into the future, that would see things that eyes haven't seen. That would dream the dreams of God. Lord, I ask you to raise up a revolutionary people again. That would release a sound of freedom. A declaration of independence. That would touch the edge of the earth, God. Father, I'm asking, raise up a global missions movement. That Philadelphia would become a great launching pad to the nations. Nation is once again wrestling with who it is and how to go. Father we thank you that there is a people that are, are raised, being raised up in this hour out of Philadelphia and out of Bristol and all across this nation Lord who recognize the urgency of this hour and Lord who will release a plumb line sound Lord to call this nation into to submission to your heart and your will. Father that your people in this hour would be like a Joseph Company, Lord, recognizing, Lord, that in these next seven years, even as we move to the 250th anniversary of this nation, Lord, that this is a critical moment for our nation. Lord, that you would give us wisdom and you would give us revelation in how to move in these next seven years, what we can do, Lord, to see this nation set on fire for your glory. So, Father, we thank you. We agree with the prayers. Lord, that out of Philadelphia again, you would raise up revolutionaries. Lord, that you would raise up an army forged in the valley of affliction. Those who have been in that place, Lord, like Joseph was, of tension and turmoil and and being sold out, Lord, Even those things, and those wounds that we bear, Father, I thank you that you're causing them to be healed and transformed in this hour. And Lord, that those wounds would be uh, what would catapult us into this next hour, Lord. Lord, those things would, would not just be wounds, but they would be battle scars, uh-huh. things we've walked through with you, And so, Father, we thank you for transformation happening in your people. Lord, I thank you for transforming our lives. Lord, transforming the church of Philadelphia, the church of Bristol. Lord, this greater Philadelphia, Delaware Valley region. Father, we thank you for a transformed church rising up, Lord, and releasing a new glory wave across this nation Lord from Philadelphia in Jesus name
0: come on now those last two guys are like professionals in prayer okay like what they do for a living okay and that's beautiful wonderful stuff the Lord doesn't eat all of that although it's awesome when we love it I like it the Lord loves just just your heart. Part of a child to Allah saying, I'm here interceding for my town. In, in, in whatever way you do it. It doesn't have to be poetic. It doesn't have to be flowery, although it's wonderful. It could just be, Lord, have your way in the city. We just want to invite everyone. And anyone who just, if you're not real super comfortable with prayer. Just come on down and just give your, give your voice. Give your prayer unto him. Amen.
1: That We're living in the days that the apostles were to be, oh God. And I ask you, Father God, for the
0: anointing of the apostles to fall on the congregations, Lord God. And I pray for each person that has entered into fellowship today throughout Philadelphia, throughout Bristol, to seek your face,
1: to worship you, God. I pray for them to be filled with the holy boldness.
0: That they just are driven by love in action to share the lost who you really
1: are. Praise and thank you.